Hi everyone, welcome back to the Bible Plus podcast. Today we're in Revelation chapter 3. And if you recall, chapters 1 through 3 sort of go together. They're on the revelation of Christ himself and the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus refers to the church. So these two, these three chapters are on Christ and the church. And yesterday we began the first four of these seven letters to the seven churches that are in Revelation 2 and 3. We'll complete today with the last three letters to Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And yesterday we heard that these seven letters to the seven churches, they represent not only seven actual churches that existed at that time, but because this book has a prophetic nature, there were uh, they represent the church in seven different stages throughout history up until the present time. So beginning from 0 AD or 33 AD up until today, there's you can divide up church history into seven different stages. And not only that, they also represent seven different kinds of church, seven different kinds of churches, I should say, the last four of which are the church in apostasy, the church in reformation, the, re- the recovered church, and then the degraded recovered church. And these last four groups, these last four kinds of church exist to this day on earth, which is why people sometimes say, what church do you go to? There are so many different kinds of church today because they could all be grouped into one of these four main groups, church in apostasy, the church in Reformation, the church in recovery, and the degraded recovered church. And again, today we're on chapter 3, the church in Reformation, the recovered church, and the degraded church, church in Sardis, church in Philadelphia, and church in Laodicea. And if you recall, we saw yesterday that what Christ is, is was revealed in chapter 1, but is, is given to the church in each of these seven epistles a certain description of Christ according to what that church needs is given to that church. So the church in Sardis, Christ says he's the one with the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. And the church in Sardis, they have a name that they're living, but they're dead. So they need Christ as the intensely living and intensely shining one to reinvigorate them. The church in Philadelphia, he said he's the one who had, who's the holy one, the true one, the one who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and shuts and no one will open. In Philadelphia, it means brotherly love. The Greek word Philadelphia means brotherly love. In this church, the condition there is so positive that it doesn't receive a rebuke. Rather, the Lord says to this church, he wants to open the door with all of his riches to this church. And Laodicea, to this church, he's the amen, the faithful one, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. And Laodicea means the, the, the opinion or judgment of the people, the opinion of the lay people. And so this is a sort of a lukewarm situation where there's just a lot of opinions. But to this church, uh, the, the faithful one, the true one, the firm, steadfast one has come to cause them to repent of just too many opinions back to his 
word, back to being zealous. So we don't have time for all three of these churches, so we're, we're just going to cover the church in Philadelphia. Now, the church in Philadelphia, they enjoy the Lord's open door, which he has set before them. And no matter where you go on earth, there will be attempts to close the door to God's recovery, close the door to the experience of Christ. But what the Lord will open, no man will be able to shut. And so his, his enjoyment and the recovery of his being enjoyed and experienced will spread over all the earth because he has promised to put an open door before the church in recovery. And he's said, I'll put this door there because they have a little power and they have kept his word and have not denied his name. And they, having just a little power means not necessarily doing great works for the Lord, just a little work. And yet it's what they can do. It's not doing much for the Lord, but doing the best with what they, with what they have. This is similar to what the Lord said about Mary in the Gospels when she poured out the ointment on Christ's body. He said uh, he highly commended what she did because he said she did what she could. And so the Lord doesn't necessarily value our doing much for him, but doing the best for him with what we have. And then he says they've also kept, kept his word. And unlike the church in apostasy, which deviated from his word by receiving so many heretical things, the church in Philadelphia keeps the pure word of God. And then it says they have not denied his name. So unlike the church in Reformation, which has taken so many other names and denominated itself so many times, the church in recovery has re- has rejected all other names other than the name of Christ, and they've just become a pure virgin espoused to Christ. And because they're pure, because they've kept his word, and because they've not denied his name but have uniquely held to his name, they have a very positive condition. The Lord highly commends the church in Philadelphia. It does not rebuke them, does not charge them to repent, but rather charges them to hold what they have. He says in verse 11, hold fast what you have that no one take your crown. So to him, the church in Philadelphia already had the crown and they only needed to hold it lest someone else would come and take it. And then finally, he ends with the call to the overcoming one in the church in Philadelphia. And he says, to him who overcomes, to him I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall by no means go out anymore And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which descends out of heaven from my God and my new name. And I would just recommend that you pray over this verse. Pray this verse back to the Lord and say, Lord, make me a pillar in the temple of God. Lord, write upon me your new name. Write upon me the name of the city of God, the new Jerusalem that I would not go out anymore. And I hope we see that from Revelation to be made a pillar in the temple of God, well, the temple of God in Revelation 21, verse 22, the temple of God is actually the Lord God himself. Because in the New Jerusalem, there will be no physical temple, but the Lord God will be the temple. So actually, this is to be built into God himself and to have God built into us. 
This is truly the highest blessing and the greatest prize to the overcoming one in the church in Philadelphia. So I just hope we would pray this back to the Lord and he would work this out in us. That's it for today. Thank you for joining. We'll see you tomorrow with with Revelation chapter 4.